Today is the fifth day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It's great to be here with you today. It's my favorite place. The Global Campfire. Right here, together. Around it, together, taking the next step forward. And it is a joy to spend this time together. And so, let's spend it. Let's pick up where we left off. We are at the mountain of God. We've got a million people around this mountain. God has come down to speak to his people and they have freaked out about it and asked that this man who is their leader, his name is Moses, that he be the spokesperson, that he be their prophet, and that they would listen to him and obey him as if it were God speaking. And so now... Moses is hearing from God and these are the laws that are being established, the rituals, the customs, the ethics, and the orientation to God in all of these things. And so what we are reading being established is what is known as the law, the law of Moses, God's law, the law. And how to interpret the law has been a wrestling match ever since from then until until this very day. But this is what is what will draw these people together in unity and re-identify them, give them sort of a new culture, a new framework, not Egyptian, not slavery, a completely new way of doing things. And so many of the things that were implemented in these laws really pulled the world forward. They were not. I mean, they were tribal, and so we can read them and go like, wow, some of this stuff is barbaric. But it was very innovative and advanced things in considerable ways. So we are learning these things as the children of Israel did. And so today, Exodus chapter 21, verse 22 Few 23, verse 13. If men are fighting and they injure a pregnant woman so that the child comes out, yet no harm follows, they must certainly be fined as much as the woman's husband demands and the judges approve. But if any harm follows, then you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, Hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and bruise for bruise. If a man strikes his male or female servant's eye and destroys it, he must let the servant go free as payment for the eye. If he knocks out his male or female servant's tooth, he must let the servant go free as payment for the tooth. If an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox must be stoned to death and its flesh must not be eaten. But the owner of the ox will not be held responsible. If the ox, however, had a habit of goring in the past, and its owner had been warned, but he did not keep it confined, and it then kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner shall also be put to death. But if a redemption payment is imposed on the owner instead of the death penalty... He must pay whatever is imposed on him to save his life. 
This is also the ruling that applies to him if the ox has gored someone's son or daughter. But if the ox gores a male servant or a female servant, 30 shekels of silver shall be given to the servant's owner, and the ox is to be stoned to death. If a man uncovers a cistern, or if a man digs a cistern and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the cistern shall pay for the loss in full. He shall give money to the owner of the animal, and the dead animal shall be his. If one man's ox injures his neighbor's ox so that it dies, they shall sell the live ox and divide the money they got for it, and they shall also divide the dead animal. But if it was known that the ox was in the habit of goring in the past, and its owner has not kept it confined, he must pay ox for ox, and the dead animal will be his. If a man steals an ox, or a sheep and butchers it or sells it. He pays five oxen for an ox and four sheep for a sheep. If a thief is caught breaking in and is struck so that he dies, the one who kills him shall not be guilty of bloodshed. But if this takes place after sunrise, the one who kills him shall be guilty of bloodshed. A thief shall make restitution. If he has nothing, then he shall be sold for his theft. If the stolen animal found in his possession is alive, whether it is an ox, donkey, or sheep, he shall repay double. If a man is grazing livestock in a field or a vineyard, and he lets his animals run loose and they graze in another man's field, he shall make restitution from his own field on the basis of the produce that was eaten. But if they have grazed over the whole field, he shall make restitution from the best of his own field, and from the best of his own vineyard. If a fire gets out of control and spreads through the thorn bushes, so that someone else's shocks of grain, standing grain, or grain field are consumed, the one who lit the fire must certainly make restitution. If a man entrusts money or other items to his neighbor for safekeeping and they are stolen out of that man's house, if the thief is found, he shall repay double. If the thief is not found, then the owner of the house shall appear before the judges to find out whether he has laid his hands on his neighbor's goods. In every such offense, whether it involves an ox, a donkey, a sheep, clothing, or any other kind of lost property about which someone claims, this is mine, the claims of both parties shall be presented before the judges. Whichever party the judges find guilty shall repay double to his neighbor. If a man entrusts a donkey, an ox, a sheep, or any animal to his neighbor for safekeeping, and it dies, or is injured, or is driven off and no one sees what happened, to settle the matter between them, the man who received the property must make an oath to the Lord that he has not laid his hands on his neighbor's goods. Its owner must accept the oath and the man who received the property shall not be required to make restitution. But if, in fact, it was stolen while in his custody, he shall make restitution to its owner. If it was torn in pieces by animals, let him bring it for evidence. He is not required to make good that which was torn. If a man borrows anything from his neighbor, 
and it is injured or dies while its owner is not with it, the borrower must certainly make restitution. If its owner is with it, the borrower will not be required to make restitution. If it was rented, the rent covers the loss. If a man seduces a virgin who is not pledged in marriage and lies down with her, he must pay a bride price for her to be his wife. If her father flatly refuses to give her to him, the offender still must weigh out silver equivalent to the bride price for virgins. You shall not allow a sorceress to live. Whoever lies down with an animal shall certainly be put to death. Whoever sacrifices to any god except to the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. You shall not wrong a resident alien or oppress him, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall not take advantage of any widow or fatherless child. If you take advantage of them in any way, and they make even the faintest cry to me, I will surely hear their cry, and my anger will burn, and I will kill you with the sword, and your wives will be widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to anyone among my people who is poor, you must not act like a moneylender. You must not charge him interest. If you take your neighbor's outer garment as collateral, you must restore it to him before the sun goes down. For his garment is the only cover he has for his skin. What would he sleep in? Be assured that when he cries to me, I will hear, for I am gracious. You shall not malign the judges, nor curse a ruler of your people. You shall not delay bringing offerings from your abundant harvest and from your overflowing wine vats. You shall present the firstborn of your sons to me. You shall do the same with your cattle and with your sheep. For seven days a newborn animal shall be with its mother. Then on the eighth day you shall present it to me. You are to be men set apart as holy for me. So you shall not eat any flesh that is torn by wild animals. You shall cast it to the dogs. You shall not spread a false report. Do not join hands with the wicked to be a malicious witness. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil. Do not go along with the crowd by testifying in court to pervert justice. You shall not show favoritism to a poor man in his lawsuit. If you come upon your enemy's ox or his donkey going astray, you certainly must bring it back to him again. If you see that the donkey of someone who hates you has fallen down under its load, do not pass him by. You certainly must help him with it. You shall not deny justice to the poor people among you in their lawsuits. Keep your distance from a false charge. Do not put those who are innocent and those who are righteous to death, for I will not acquit the wicked. You shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds those who have sight and distorts the words of the righteous. You shall not oppress a resident alien, for you know how it feels to be an alien, because you were aliens in the land of Egypt. For six years you shall sow your land and gather in its produce, 
But during the seventh year you are to let it rest and lie fallow, so that the needy among your people may eat, and the animals in the fields can eat what they leave. You are to deal with your vineyard and with your olive grove in the same way. Six days you shall do your work, and on the seventh day you shall rest, so that your ox and your donkey will have rest, and so that the son of your female servant and the resident alien will be refreshed. Be careful to do all the things that I have said to you. Do not mention the name of other gods. Do not let their names come out of your mouth. Matthew 24, 1-28 As Jesus left the temple and was walking away, his disciples came up to him to call his attention to the temple buildings. Then he replied to them, Do you see all of these things? Amen, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another that will not be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? Jesus answered them, Watch out that no one deceives you, because many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will deceive many people. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, because all these things must happen. But that is not yet the end. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to be persecuted, and they will put you to death. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. Then many will fall away from faith. They will betray each other and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. But whoever endures to the end will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination that causes desolation that was spoken of through the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea should flee to the mountains. The one on the housetop should not go down to take anything out of his house. The one who is in the field should not return to get his clothes. How terrible it will be for those who are pregnant or are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on a Sabbath for at that time there will be great distress, unlike any that has happened since the beginning of the world until now, and unlike any that will happen again. If those days were not shortened, nobody would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone tells you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. 
for false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive even the elect if it were possible. See, I have told you in advance. So if they tell you, look, there he is in the wilderness, do not go out there. Or look, here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Just as the lightning flashes from the east and shines as far as the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Wherever the carcass may be, there the vultures will gather. Psalm 29 The God of Glory Thunders A Psalm by David Ascribe to the Lord, you sons of God. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bow down to the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is heard over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders above the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord thunders in power. The voice of the Lord thunders in majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Mount Lebanon skip like a calf. Syrian skips like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord slashes with flashes of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord destroys the oaks and strips the forests bare. So in his temple they all say glory. The Lord is seated over the flood. The Lord is seated as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Proverbs 7 6 through 23. At a window of my house, I looked out through the lattice. I was watching the gullible people. Among the young men, I noticed a youth without sense. He was crossing the street near her corner, strolling along the road to her house. In the twilight, in the evening of the day, when the darkness of the night was coming, suddenly a woman meets him. She is dressed like a prostitute with a scheming heart. She is loud and rebellious. Her feet will not stay home. One moment she is in the street, the next moment she is in the public square. She is on the prowl near every corner. She grabs him and kisses him. With a brazen face, she says, I have food from fellowship offerings. Today I fulfilled my vows. That is why I came out to meet you. I came eagerly to seek you, and now I have found you. I have covered my couch with a bedspread, with colored cloth made of Egyptian yarn. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy making love. Look, my husband isn't home. He is gone on a long trip. He took a bag of silver with him. 
he will not come home till the next full moon. She deceives him with enticing words. With smooth lips, she seduces him. He follows right after her, like a steer going to slaughter, like a deer prancing into a noose, until an arrow pierces its liver, like a bird darting into a trap. He does not realize this will cost him his life. Okay, so in the Gospel of Matthew today, Jesus Jesus kind of changes gears and he starts speaking apocalyptically. Like he starts talking about the end of the world, the time of the end. And so this is why Jesus was known as a prophet, an apocalyptic prophet. He's speaking of these things. It's just, it's very, very interesting because the way that he speaks about it is it's really different than the hysteria that we normally see around the thoughts of, of the end of things. So Jesus says, look, don't, don't be misled. Don't be deceived. Lots of people will come claiming that they're me, that they're the Messiah, that they're the anointed one. And then he said, you, you'll see different things happen. You'll see wars and there'll be famines and there'll be earthquakes and There'll be hatred and persecution will happen to you. False prophets will appear and lead people astray. There'll be sin will be rampant. Kind of sounds familiar because those things were going on then and they're going on now. And so this idea of end, the end of the world, this can be a pretty uh, like disturbing subject. But the way Jesus begins to unpack this is not like to terrorize anybody or to sensationalize anything. He's speaking with clarity to give awareness and hope. And so he gives specific counsel regarding the end of things. Like, don't freak out. Be aware, be alert, be awake see what's going on and see it for what it is birth pains and i've been like i personally haven't i've had kidney stones and i've heard that's similar but i have been alongside my wife in the process and that is a process that takes a person to the end of themselves and new life comes forth Jesus is saying, like, this, this is the posture. This is how you look at things. And so we are longing for the restoration of all things. Like deep in our souls, really regardless of where we are theologically or whatever, deep in our souls, we have this, this awareness that things are not as they should be. That we do not have this right and things are not okay. And there is a longing with that. A longing for things to be okay. Not just momentarily okay, but like, like, okay. Like, as they should be in all things. There's a Hebrew word that describes this. It's, it's called shalom. 
And most of the time that's like a word for word is translated into peace, but shalom is this big thing, just as big as love. We're, we're talking about wholeness and, and restoration, complete restoration, the, the way things ought to be, the way things are supposed to be, the way things were meant to be. And so we long for that, but we need to understand, at least according to Jesus, that the world will go through a birthing process and that our posture is vigilance so that we just simply understand the context of what's happening, the awareness of what's happening. And then Jesus says, look, the one that endures to the end will be saved. That right there, that theme, the one who endures to the end will be saved. That will, I was going to say that will haunt us, but that's like the wrong thing to say in context of the Bible. That will echo throughout all of the New Testament. I, it, it took me years to see this. I just keep looking for super strong Jesus, my Savior, right? And uh, to bless my life. And if I follow and love him and serve him, and it took me years going through this, going, man, that's not the deal. The deal is perseverance. It's endurance. It's different than I thought, but it's for something greater. It's for the sake of the people of the world. It's for the sake of the children and the wife in my home. And so Jesus says, look, the one who endures to the end is going to be saved. And just understand that I, I've told you about this in advance. Right? Like I'm telling you now in advance, this is kind of how it's going to look. And so when we allow this darkness all around us to consume us and the cloud of just darkness in our own lives, just the stuff that we're running from inside of our own selves, kind of shame that we're trying to hide in our own selves. When we allow all this stuff to lead us into anxiousness and apprehension and we get whipped into this frenzy about how the world is going to fall apart and then we get seduced into kind of every end time theory or conspiracy. Maybe, maybe we're just missing the whole point. According to Jesus, for things to be made well and new, for shalom to exist, the world must go through a rebirth. And so we must understand if that's the case, then these themes hold, hold true in the Bible. If that's the case, then we have to do that too. We have to go through a rebirth. And we might call that being born again and saying a prayer, but we might need to understand that there are birthing pains in a rebirth. And may we long for these things, not only in the world, for, but also in our own life. They're painful. That's why we don't want them. But they bring new life. And so, Holy Spirit, come as we consider the Gospel of Matthew today, as we consider our own postures, 
toward things of the end and toward the hysteria, toward things in ourselves and this hysteria. Understanding that there is a rebirthing process for all things to be made new. And that is true of us. And so help us to embrace that. Help us to embrace the pain of it, the process of it, and the promise of it. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so, indeed, check it out. Check out the different sections. Oh, and by the way, the Daily Audio Bible app, the app is available. And that is what we believe to be the best way to experience process and we've been working really really hard for a brand new platform in 2.0 app coming later this year and so we'll be talking about that as we get closer to it but the app is available from the app store that works with your device so check that out check out the community section this is where there are links to get connected on social media but this is also the prayer wall and the prayer wall is always on. It's never off. It's always available. We can always go there. We can always ask for prayer. We can always offer prayer. And so there is a place for us around the global campfire that we know, like, we're not alone. There's a place to reach. And that can be found in the community section. So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. Thank you deeply and humbly If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-942. Four two five three, and that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hey guys, it's your little sis, this little Cherie in Canada. I'm saying a prayer today for Lavender Dream. You said that your mom passed away on December twenty sixth. You had taken care of her for three years uh, because she had dementia. Now you're dealing with the estate and it's just a lot. I am saying a prayer for you. I'm also praying for the man who lost all of his songs because his computer crashed. Oh man, Uh, I'm praying that you'll be able to recover them somehow. And a lady called in because her daughter Rachel was having an affair with her husband's best friend. Man, that caught my attention because I did that exact same thing years ago and it was one of the worst things I've ever done one of my biggest regrets and so I'm saying a prayer for your daughter Rachel that she'll come to her senses that God would stand in her way and not let her do this destructive thing and praying for Thomas praying for the whole situation and Sean in England your mom was in a mental institution I hope you've been able to find a suitable place for her with support staff um, 
I pray that you you have or you will. And Nathan in Bloomington, God bless you, sir. I'm praying for that play about Jesus. And I wanted to thank everybody who said a prayer for my friend Miracle Myrna. She was having a lot of pain, specifically uh, kidney pain, and she was worried about it. It's gotten some better. So praise the Lord for that. And But it's still there, especially when she lies down at night. So um, please pray that it won't be something serious and that uh, next time she goes to the doctor, all of her blood count will be good. Thank you so much, family. Bye for now. Good morning. This is uh, Leon from Vegas. Um, just listening to a prayer from January 30th from Susan from... Um, from Canada, a God's yellow flower. Just wanted to shout you out and just thank you for your encouraging words regarding your perspective about challenges. You know, very often we tend to think that bad things happen to us and we start to wonder, you know, why me? And just want to praise God for you this morning, just for your help in changing my perspective. And I'm sure a lot of the Dabbers' perspective this morning. Um, so bless you, my sister. And uh, thank you. Morning Daily Audio Bible family. This is Karen in Florida. Uh, I have a prayer request today for you. I'm just asking for you to pray for my son, Nathaniel. Um, he is an addict. And uh, he's cut me out of his life. And he's far away from me. And I... I'm praying for him every day, and I'm hoping that things will go well for him, and that I'm just asking for you to pray with me that God will bring strong men and women of God into his life today, and that he will be delivered from the addictions, spirits that are in his life that he would fight against the enemy in his life that he would not give in to temptation today and I pray that his spirit would win out over his flesh today and that he would be able to fight against these demons that come against his mind. I pray for his mental health that he would be healed. And I just ask for you to pray along with me for him. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, my DAB family. This is Jamie in New Jersey, standing on the Word of God. I humbly ask you to please pray with me. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for the people you have placed in our lives. Thank you for those who encourage us, those who challenge us, those who minister to us, and those who we minister to. Thank you that your love is reflected in all these people, and we have the opportunity to shine your light into their lives. Help us to reflect your love. Help us to remember that everyone is made in your image and that your desire is for all to be saved. When we have the opportunity, 
Help us to be bold in our sharing of what we know about you. Give us the words that will stir their souls to seek a personal relationship with you. May the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb set us free from the sins that so easily entangle all of us. Help us to be true witnesses of the hope we find in you. May our lives be a true representation of what it means to be a Christian and a follower of Jesus. As your children, we want to reflect you in all we do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for praying along with me, my brothers and sisters. I love each and every one of you. Have a good night.